The warmest of festive greetings to you, and welcome to... Wait for it... Merrily Ever Teaching! <laughs> Hooray! Woo! I literally thought of that just now, so let's hope it makes the cut. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in a knowledge-rich curriculum using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Rob. I work in a small village school just in Buckinghamshire. I currently teach Key Stage 2, but have worked with all year groups up to Year 6. Hi, I'm Toria, and I'm a Year 4 teacher at a large junior school on the south coast of England. I'm also the host of the Tiny Voices Talks podcast and author of the Tiny Voices Talk book. I'm Caitlin. I am a year one teacher in a little village school at the opposite end of Buckinghamshire. I have appeared on Tori's podcast and I'm a contributor to her book. Hi, I'm Nicola and I teach in a school in Southampton. I've taught all year groups and also worked with teachers at Teacher Training College. Hi, I'm Bex. I have experience teaching across the primary schools, so all the way from early years to year six. I've also been a deputy head and I also train trainee teachers. And we are very pleased to have you, our listener, with us as we explore personal, social, health, emotional and religious education with a Christmas folktale from Mexico. So, for all the fun and effectiveness of story-led learning, let's don our bobble hats, sprinkle some elf dust and hang tight to the reins of our flying reindeer as we swoosh into this week's story. Six-year-old Lola is excited for the best Christmas ever. She's going to play Mary in the Posada Parade for her Mexican village, and she'll be doing it with her best friend, her pet donkey, Don Pedro. But things start to turn sour when Lola's mother tells her that Don Pedro won't be allowed in the church. Quickly, Lola felt very cross. To go into the church. The procession starts there, and he is the leader of the procession. Her mother began to look cross too. Don't shout, Lola. Donkeys are not allowed in church, and that's that. Don Pedro will have to wait outside. Lola did shout. But why? You can't have animals in church, Lola. Her mother yelled. The church is a special place. Animals make it dirty. Lola screamed. Don Pedro is not dirty! Her mother screamed too. If you talk to me like that, I won't let you be merry. Lola screamed even harder. If Don Pedro can't go in the church, I don't want to be merry! Her mother screamed the loudest. Fine! Her mother's scream was so loud that Lola got a little bit scared. She dropped the padlock and ran to her bedroom and buried her face into her bed covers so no one would hear her crying. And if you and your young learners want to find out if Lola and Don Pedro's Christmas can be saved, you can download our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Forbidden Christmas. 
There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator as of December 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback brightly illustrated by the fabulous Mario Coelho. Hopefully in time for Christmas if you're really, really quick. Don't worry if you missed that though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, let's take a moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you are also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off the shelf lesson ideas every single week. Right now, though, let's begin our discussion with everyone here and get the Christmas cracker joke started early by asking folks, you ready for this? Did you find this tale astonishing? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did Rob write that oh, one? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the influence he's had on <laughs> I will start off because I absolutely loved this story. As an animal lover, Mm -hmm. to me, it was just so magical and wonderful. And the fact that the donkey saves the day. I mean, seriously, it was just everything that a Christmas tale should be to me. I really enjoyed the character of Lola. I love the fact that she was so incredibly spirited, that she knew what she wanted and that she was very Mm. intentional in all her actions throughout the story. And I really loved the fact that she was the main character. You know, she was a very strong female character. So, yeah, loved, loved, loved Christmas story. Okay, anybody? Can you meet Toria's enthusiasm? <laughs> I really like the story as well. Like Toria said, it has kind of everything that you'd want from a Christmas story. It has. It just kind of feels good. I liked Lola as well. I think she felt very real because she wasn't sort of always perfectly good, but she did save the day in the end. And the donkey yes. saved the day as well. I did like the donkey. I think you don't, there are not enough donkeys in children's stories. They're a great animal. <laughs> <laughs> there tend to be an abundance of them at Christmas. But yeah, go for it, Nicola. I was going to say, I see an abundance of donkeys every day in fact you know when people have traffic jams i have donkey jams because i live in the new forest so <laughs> the donkeys are always there but like caitlin and toria i really enjoyed the story i felt it had a nice flow to it and there were some unexpected twists and i love the idea of it being set in a different country and learning about the cultures and the way people do things and i think there's a really lovely link then to the work we do in schools as we've talked about already bringing in other cultures other countries adds an extra intrigue an extra dimension and mm. we've all got stories in our culture of animals and obviously links to the manger and the baby Jesus and it's just a it's a beautiful link and with some lovely morals and lovely flows in the story Mm -hmm. and I thoroughly enjoyed it I really love it because I think it's just such a happy festive story all about celebrating all about friendship and all about overcoming the kind of barrier for going into the church and disrupting Christmas just to ensure everybody's safe so I just love it I particularly love the story of the friendship and I obviously I have my own horse so I love love a story with an animal in particular donkey so i'm very excited to be talking about this story indeed in fact that gives us the opportunity to mention our other horse owner who should have been here but has to give us her apologies poor helen has had a power cut that's preventing her from joining us for a christmas party and and at christmas time a power cut is especially turbulent isn't it disruptive
relatives. So we might have to lend us some of the lanterns from the story. Yeah. <laughs> Put some farolitos <laughs> up all over the place. I bet she's probably actually doing that right yeah, now. Probably making them. <laughs> and we've also had apologies from Abby from Festival Bridge, who was going to be joining us today, but uh, has sadly, for health reasons, I believe, had to pull out. Not not her own health reasons, but family health reasons. So all of our Christmas love to you as well, Abby. I agree with what everybody has said. It's a great story. I like the fact that she wasn't your archetypal Christmas character. It's mm. got animals in it. Awesome. It's got bridges. It's got not quite cliffhangers, <laughs> but bridge hangers. Um, it's got churches. It's It's got everything you need in a Christmas story. I was just going to pick up on what Nicholas said about using the word manger. First mm. MFL fact of the podcast. Oh, uh, go for it. <laughs> we use the word manger because it's where animals eat from. And the French verb to eat is manger. Mm-hmm. which is spelled exactly oh, the same that's you know when you just get like that light bulb moment you go oh yeah Cause, cause like, <laughs> I, I, I knew that manger was to eat did i ever connect that to the word that's spelled exactly the same no i did not <laughs> i love it let's just take this moment to say that this is our christmas party podcast we are all here having something of a christmas party and the reason why uh, the mentioning of manger has made me think of that is not just because of the manger connection but because yes i can see nicholas holding up her mince pie i've got my mince pie here as well <laughs> Anybody else got any Christmas food with them? Well, I had some Twiglets at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> I had some ginger nuts as well, but um, they, they've all gone now. <laughs> I've got I've got my Christmas mug. It's nice. got gingerbread men on it. Oh, that's so, oh, yeah. wow. But actually, no one knows this, but I actually use this mug all year because I like it so much. <laughs> 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 well, and why not keep Absolutely. that spirit alive mugs are for life not just for Christmas exactly Indeed. exactly man after my own heart and we have here as well some mulled wine does anybody else have mulled wine no no, no. is that just going to be me Indeed. okay <laughs> let's see how this podcast goes with your host taking regular sips of mulled wine throughout <laughs> Well, lots of you there have mentioned the fact that this is something of a story about the relationship between Lola and animals. And I I particularly love the fact that so many of you liked the character of Lola, because I I have to admit, she is one of my favourite characters to have ever brought to the page. She is so real, isn't she? Because we all go through that moment when we're a youngster of getting really, really upset about stuff and then not really being sure why or how it got to such an intense moment and having to live with the consequences. Is that part of the PSHE that you folks have detected? Bex and Nicola, I think you uh, were looking into some PSHE for us, weren't you? Yes, we were. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of the first things that I wrote down was about that. It was friendships and then the feelings, particularly the anger. Mm. Sometimes our young people and our children, it can be really, really difficult, as you were saying, Chip, just to know how they're feeling and how to express that in a healthy way. And I think sometimes we expect our children to be more grown up than they actually should be. And we experience as adults, we know that we experience anger, we get frustrated, we get cross, we get upset, all of those emotions. But actually it's that people have helped us to learn to deal with them. And as we always say, it's like stories are a massively safe place, aren't they, to investigate how to deal with our emotions really well and how to recognise how they feel and how they make our bodies feel and then what to do about it. So I think that would be something that I would really want to explore with our younger learners. Yeah, I think that for the older learners as well, I put here arguments and how, how to solve them. And then I just had a thought while yes. you were talking, Bex, that if she hadn't have had that argument and she didn't stay behind and then didn't, all these things didn't happen, then she wouldn't have saved the day. So as much as, yes, how to solve arguments, absolutely, that's what I put down. But 
at the same time. Mm. Sometimes things happen for a reason and, and rationalising that as well. Lola didn't behave particularly well, but I'm not convinced about her family either, particularly. I don't know, the way mm. that she kept, they, when she last came into the church and they sort of looked, oh, they got embarrassed, oh no, there she is. There was misfortune on both sides. I think obviously Lola's a child, but the adults potentially could have responded in a different way as well. And sometimes maybe saying that adults make mistakes as well to children and how mm. they could have acted differently might be a really interesting discussion as well for older children. I love the fact, though, that you've picked up there that if they hadn't had that argument, the whole village could have actually suffered. Mm. It's a really interesting one to bring up with children because I, I can remember when we were looking at some of the other stories earlier on this year, in particular Romulus and Remus and the Basket Babies stories. Both of those involve babies being put into baskets and being sent down the river. And when you ask younger learners especially um, about you know what things they learn from the story, sometimes one of the things that they say is, don't send your baby down the river in a basket. And you can then open the conversation with them. But actually, if those two babies had not been sent down a basket, the story would have been completely different. And in actual fact, it might have actually been worse. So yeah, the, the whole idea of having to go through bad things in order for good things to happen. I mean, the, the Christmas story itself is like that, isn't it? So much hardship in that story leads to what Christians would say is the whole point of their religion. There's a, there's yeah. a really really nice quote. I love a good meme and a good quote. And there is what there's <laughs> one that I've seen, and um, particularly for like the year sixes. And sometimes they say like you're a story that you've got where you've struggled through something can be someone else's survival guide. So actually, yes, when you've gone yeah. through something difficult, sometimes then someone's put in your path that um, has gone through the same thing or is finding the same thing difficult, and you can actually help them. You could share that type of how to look at how to have a glass half full attitude. So like um, to difficult times, but actually maybe I'll help somebody else deal with something like this in the future. And I think even our youngest children, so our four and five year olds in reception could understand that. Like if you mm. get hurt, yes, it's it's difficult, but actually you might be able to help someone else who gets hurt in the future. I guess lesson that we could draw out of the story as well. Yeah, definitely. And going on sort of another link, PSHE link from that is the idea of rules. The fact that Lola had the argument, the fact that she stuck to her guns, mm. having a discussion with children about what rules do you agree with? And what rules do you think need changing? And you could talk about democracy and go on other things there. But, you know, the fact that Lola was determined a donkey should be allowed in the church. Absolutely. And, and at the end, it was allowed in the church and it actually was celebrated. What would the children stick their neck out for? What what rules are there that they think are a waste of time? I mean, that'd be an interesting discussion itself. But at the same time, trying to get the sensible head of them as well, because obviously they're our next generation. They're our, our next generation of, of people that perhaps might change society and make things better. So what things things can they do to or think for the future or for now that could make a difference yeah well it's all as as i think you you used the word earlier bex about um being disruptive that's what it's it's all about especially at christmas time the whole thing is about being disruptive and i guess because it is a christmas story there is quite a heavy christian element to it uh, especially in this one actually when a lot of the motifs used are from the actual Christmas story. So, Bex, did you find any religious education in here for ages four to seven? There's some really, really lovely links because I think for me as an educator, sometimes you can just feel that you look at the Christmas story through the same lens every single year. So you would, if hmm. even in your RE lessons, obviously it's like a really important story because it's the whole reason that we have this time of year. But actually, sometimes you just feel like you want to shake it up a little bit and do something a little bit different. So this would be a really excellent story to share with your younger learners 
So I was just thinking about the whole area of celebrations. So within the story, there's quite a lot Mm. of different celebrations going on. There's obviously the eight days before Christmas where they're celebrating. There's the Christmas Eve celebrations. There's the celebrations once the Don Pedro and Lola have actually rescued the village. Um, So there's lots and lots of different celebrations. So I was thinking that you could obviously focus on the festival and the Christmas, but you could also look at the other face that your school studies. Mm. In Cambridgeshire, we study Judaism and, and Christianity with our Key Stage 1 learners, so our four to seven-year-olds. So you could look at the, the similarities and differences between what a Jewish family would be celebrating at this time of year, what a Christian family would be celebrating at this time of year. And also then, I always feel it's really important to value the faiths of other learners in your class, even if it's not what it says on your syllabus, because you might have children mm. who are from no faith backgrounds, from different faiths that you haven't maybe studied, but I think maybe having members of the communities coming in like parents and carers and just sharing what that time of year looks like what the celebrations are like the things they have so we talked about the lanterns and helen making the lanterns because she can't be with us but actually having that whole okay how do we celebrate this time of year in our different households and then you can maybe set up if you're in early years or have continuous provision in year one set up some like little houses from different faiths so you could decorate them and look at the different types yeah. of celebrations. Caitlin, you were that that's very similar to the idea that you suggested for us with the Yami and Yama story the other week, wasn't it? Is is Diwali the the main Hindu um, festival around this time of year? It was just after <clears throat> October just when we came back from October half term, so it's still in the same kind of yeah. time of year, yeah. And that was a big celebration in our school because we've got quite a big Hindu and Sikh population in our school, but like you were saying, Bex, it is really important to sort of celebrate what everybody does. Like a lot of the families in our school will still celebrate Christmas, but they have a lot of other celebrations as well. And it's really nice to kind of bring in what different families believe, what different families do, just to make sure that, especially young children, teaching them that what they do is special because it's, mm. it's their thing. Yeah, absolutely. As we move on up the ages, though, to 7 to 11, what religious education angles did you look from, Nicola? One very quick one, and then I've got a longer one. Christmas traditions around the world. Obviously, we've mentioned that already, but the idea of looking at different traditions from different countries and different stories that are told. Mm. And a bigger thing, I thought, was Christian values. I think Christian values come very strongly through this story. In my last school, we had four Christian values. We had responsibility, friendship, trust and thankfulness. And all of Mm. those Christian values values are a massive tick for those particular four values but other values like respect compassion love hope gratitude looking at the story in relation to those so you could actually have different groups of children looking at each of the values and saying where in the story they come in maybe Mm. thinking about which christian value was the strongest in there using it as a basis for discussing christian values on actually what they are i think that would come across really nicely in a lesson or two or three even well, we need to be um, wrapping up today, and that is the first of my Christmas puns. Um, but uh, we'll try and finish each episode with a cracker joke, because um, we know that Rob always comes with quite a few. Um, Rob, have you got one for our PSHE slash RE? Uh, I do. What do you call it when a snowman has a temper tantrum? Uh, everybody's I've got no looking... idea. No idea. <laughs> a meltdown. Oh, oh, of course. No. Of course. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's sadly all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. 
Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can enjoy knowledge-rich learning in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Lola and Don Pedro will help us teach English. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. soon.